Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. What's up, Dog Speak Geeks? What's up, Gray? Hello. <laughs> that was it. How are y'all? That's all he had. <laughs> so uh, doing a little bit of a mini episode here. We just want to get on and talk a little bit about what we have going on for 2023. But also, we want people to understand exactly how we deal with behavior cases. Uh, this way, um, they, they kind of have an idea of what's happening. And yes, that was uh, Gray. Cracking open a beer because sure it's a sign of a good time. It's what we do. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about our dogs around town and all that good stuff, but we just want to start with a little bit of behavior stuff to let you guys know that um, how we're working behavior. And, and really, if you're not local and you're not doing behavior with us, it kind of give you a little bit of idea about what you need to be looking for as far as a behavior consultant in your area uh, to ensure that they're kind of coming at it in the right direction. They don't have to come at it the exact way I do, but it, it just kind of gives you some ideas. So Gray's been learning about behavior and um, I'm going to put him on the spot and he didn't know I was going to do this, um, but I was going to put him on the spot here. With what you've been going with me, shadowing me with behavior cases, um, what would you say the top three things are that when, when you walk into a behavior case, what are some of the top three things that you're like, no matter what the case is, we need to look at this? Um, I would first and foremost figure out if we have any health issues with the dog in the past, uh, whether it's when they were younger or, or now. Looking at any health issues, um, I assume we're going to ask about food. Um, a third one. That's that's one I have to think about. That's all right. So we'll, let's talk about that first and second one. So... When we talk about behavior cases, the majority of our behavior cases are going to be aggressive behavior, um, fear, anxiety, nervousness. Um, you can have fear aggression. We have dog-dog aggression, dog-human aggression. So regardless of any of those, 
looking at history of the dog is crucial. I was just about to say. I mean, that history of, but I'm talking history of that medical. So we'll start that medical. Yes, history on the dog as well. And that is the thing is so many times when people have dogs with behavior issues, they, they say, my dog is lunging at guests when they come in the house or nipping their ankles when they walk in the house. Well, many trainers would go in and say, okay, well, let's just teach a place with a stay when guests come over or let's put them behind a baby gate or you have a dog who is um, attacking uh, humans out in public and I say attacking using that word not the way people are thinking but so many times trainers just want to extinguish that behavior and say well we fix the dog that's suppression so it's kind of like it's kind of like I don't know for lack of better example, kind of like me taking or someone taking something for anxiety, but not fixing the root of that anxiety or or fear for that matter. Absolutely. It's like when people have anxiety, you know, they get on medication, but if you don't learn how to, to deal with the root cause of the anxiety, then you're just suppressing it, which means that root cause is going to come up somewhere else. The reason I brought that up is because I found out that from honest, I, I think that a lot of my anxiety was caused from what I was eating. And that was funny because I mentioned to Britt today about uh, gut health yeah. for humans. Mm-hmm. We talk about it in dogs. That's why I got started looking at it with myself as well. And I, I did. I texted her today. I was like, hey, listen to a podcast today. Eat healthy tonight. Um, that gut health, right? It's going to help with that anxiety and depression. And why did I not think about that? And I just didn't translate it. But yeah. you're right. It's, it is really looking at that root cause. And sometimes a lot of it is going to be caused by pain. And many people don't realize their dog is in pain until they see limping, slow to get up, those type of things. When dogs are really good at hiding it. Yeah. You know? I've always heard when they start showing the signs, it's kind of gotten to the point where it's really bad. bad. Yes. It's kind of like a cat. When you know your cat's sick, you know the cat's really bad because the cat's probably been sick for like two weeks. But they're not going to show you. Yeah. Um, And that's why I don't free feed my cats. Because I want to know if they're eating. That's the first thing that'll go. Yeah. So with pain, we have to look to see, and I'm talking, I don't care how young your dog is. They're showing that there are young dogs that are uh, exhibiting arthritis um, and and symptoms of arthritis at a young age. But if you had a puppy who jumped off the bed when they were younger and sprained their knee, that could cause pain down the road. So looking at that, so that's one of the things I'm going to do when I come into a behavior consult. I'm going to start asking a lot of questions that people are going to be looking at me like, I don't know. Um, And many times it takes a couple of sessions for them to remember certain things. And because for them, they don't think it matters. What they don't think about, well, he broke his toenail when we were out at the park one day and a German shepherd was walking by and he pulled and lunged and he broke a toenail. Okay, that's a good reason why he hates German Shepherds, because now he associates that. But pain in general can cause those problems. And just like you mentioned with that gut health, nutrition, people do not realize how important that nutrition is. You you have really changed the way that you've been eating. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed a difference? Sleeping like a baby. Awesome. Yeah. Because that is so crucial. Because if you don't sleep well, and this is for dogs as well, if you don't sleep well, you're you're not going to have a very long fuse, no. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and when I wasn't sleeping well, anxiety is high, stress is up up a little bit. I just can't just can't function as well. Yeah, it, and 
you have the ability to say that, right? You have the ability to step and say, you know, I'm feeling really anxious today. Yeah. Where these dogs, they don't. Yeah. And it's really our job to look at that and not think, well, this is just who they are. No, there's there's some there's something underlying that we need to look at. So we're definitely going to come in and we're going to look at the history of your dog. We're going to look at the nutrition of your dog. And I would say in 99% of the cases, I have to change food mm-hmm. in dogs. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the, the commercial diets are doing a really good job at um, advertising. There are really crappy foods out there. But we're really going to be looking at that diet, and it does make a huge difference. It's just going to take some time to feel that difference. Because you've changed, what, has it been over a couple of months since you've changed your diet? Uh, it's I- been almost... It's been almost a month now. I think okay, it's so three, almost, half, three and a half weeks. Okay, yeah. so almost 30 days. Okay. Yeah, so anytime we're looking at a, a change of food, we're looking at least 30 days. Mm. Um, sometimes it takes longer than that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of shit in your system that oh, <laughs> may need to the be. The first week, you know, stuff wasn't really going well down, down there. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's when people try to resort back. Yeah. Right? You, you When people change their dog's food, they'll get a little diarrhea and then they'll switch oh, back. Nope, nope, oh yep. my God, right? <laughs> Well, they're having diarrhea because they, they need to get rid of the toxins. Or they don't eat, so they add other stuff to the food. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you've ever detoxed, you'll understand that you don't feel great when no. you detox. No, um, I thought I was getting sick for a little uh-huh. bit. <laughs> and I think it, it does. Your system's like, whoa, wait a minute. What's happening? And now you got all these things that, that need to get moved around. And I did a three-day fast once. I was supposed to do seven. After that third day, I felt like I had the flu. <laughs> I ate. Yeah. After that, I ate yeah. because I just couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But um, it, it is something that we need to look at. Another thing we're going to look at when we get in there is just the household in general. So, What's the environment like? Yeah, because yeah. if you have a dog who is high anxiety and you have three kids that are running through the house all night or have a bunch of kids over, we don't, we're not miracle workers, right? We can't just come in and be like, oh, yeah, no. That just brought me to, I guess, if you have a reactive dog and you're living in like a apartment or a, I guess a place where a lot of traffic is going through, I guess they're kind of living in it too, aren't they? Yeah. And you have, um, and we do have several clients whose dogs that are reactive live in very busy places like apartment buildings um, and apartment complexes. This is very difficult for dogs. So, you know, we have to be honest with our clients to say, look, we can get you to a certain point, Mm -hmm. but but in the the environment is against you. It's like it's like what I say. It's like trying to smoke cigarette or trying to stop smoking cigarettes when you have a pack in your pocket. I guess exactly. Or you, yeah. or, or trying to stop smoking and you go to a, a smoking, smoking lounge bar. or a smoking bar. Right? <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I have a friend of mine who's trying to quit smoking, and um, she knows that when she drinks, that's where the smoking comes in the most. So she actually stopped drinking for a little bit. And um, just to help kind of that initial cutback. Yeah. Now when she's drinking, she might have one or two. I could never do that. I was a, when I quit, I quit. There was, I had the flu. So look, that second time <laughs> yeah. the flu's come up now. I had the flu, so I quit and I never went back. And that was a really long time ago. But it, it truly is, is that we have to find ways to set the dogs up for success. And sometimes, you know, there's only so much we can do to help the dog. Um, based on that environment. But just know that when we're coming in, our initial goal is not to 
extinguish behavior, our initial goal is to find out that underlying motivator, that emotion, deal with that, and then replace it with more um, appropriate behavior for what we're dealing with. Right. Right. So just so you guys know, it, it, this is not like, oh, well, let's go stop jumping and let's just, let's just quit, you know, let's teach the dog to sit for petting. We fix that jumping. Yay, great. But jumping is about desired behavior I, and a desired response from the human, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump because I know it gets your attention, mm-hmm. even though you're saying stop and no. It's very different than dealing with behavior cases. And I think that's something you've kind of, because you'll go in with us and sit down and, and what, I'm 45 minutes to an hour. I was just about to say, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not... I guess the first, what I've seen the first session is, is a lot of information gathering and we're not necessarily going in there to just put band-aids on things. Exactly. And a quick, you know, quick, I guess, uh, a quick s- fix or, yeah. or teach the dog a quick skill just to say, Hey, we did this. Right. It's more of, like you've said, putting, putting a puzzle together, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, pick out the right piece and, and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And cause here's the thing is that we don't necessarily know what that picture looks like. Yeah. Right, so we're we're working a puzzle with no box that has a picture on it, and and the dog can't talk to us. Yeah. And and I think that we've had a few where we've gone in um, and done a you know an initial consult, and I didn't even meet the dog, and that sometimes can turn people off because they don't understand what's happening. Um, but the thing is, is I would meet the dog if the dog could sit down and talk to me. <laughs> But since the dog can't talk to me, I need it from the client's perspective. And and many of the dogs that I don't meet typically are ones that are aggressive to humans um, or aggressive to humans in the home. And I really am very careful in how I set that up because I want to make the first impression a positive one for the dog because we're going to be working together. Right. And that's why we're now starting to offer some of our aggression cases the option of doing an hour Zoom consult with us prior to their first session so I can go ahead and get the information. See, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. No. So that's something we've really been trying to push these last few weeks. I noticed um, you had a lot of Zooms on your I have a lot of schedule. Zooms right like, now. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, because yeah. I thought, well, give me an hour to sit down because just like you said, we're in that hour I can go ahead and get them a change of diet. I can go ahead and get an idea of what the environment's like, start making some changes there well, if it's like need to be. like going to a therapist. I mean, when I went to my therapist, at mm-hmm. least the first two sessions, were there was a lot of information gathering yeah. for him. It, it, I didn't get a a quick fix or anything. No. And I feel like if I did, that would, wouldn't be very lengthy. Right. right. That that would be him putting you in a box. Yeah. Like your issue is the same as everybody else's issue. Right. Yeah. And so I'm going to take this. I'm just going to. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So that is something that when we are doing behavior consults and behavior work, it can be a long process. It's small steps. You're not going to get sometimes a big change immediately. Sometimes we do get like. Con, you know, energy changes with the change of food. So I asked the question that maybe some people are thinking. Excellent. Why not send the dog off to get trained? Oh, that's a good question, Gray. Because most places that do uh, board and trained, they don't deal with behavior. And if they do deal with behavior, they're dealing with it just the way that we were talking that we don't want to deal with it, which is suppressing the behavior, the external behavior. So if I have a dog that's lunging and barking at other dogs that may have an underlying motivator of fear, but you go to a board and train and they don't understand behavior. They're going to basically see the behavior of lunging and barking. They're going to correct the dog to make the dog stop. 
And then they're going to show you that the dog is so much better and can walk past these other dogs. But they're doing it because the fear of the correction or they've learned, learned helplessness. And that is suppressing that fear, which means that basically that trainer has taken away every warning sign that your dog is given. And so when it does explode, you're not going to have any warnings at that point. Hmm. It's very dangerous. Yeah. We never want to get rid of our warnings. See, I, see, I didn't really think of it at all like that. Really? I, I thought of it more like, well, you're taking a dog out of their normal environment, putting mm-hmm. with a new person that knows nothing about them. I mean, I guess you're going to get information, but putting them in a new situation and expecting them to learn, I guess, learn how to cope with life. Yeah, and, and you can't do that when you already have fear and anxiety taking your taking the dog out of their own routine yeah. and their safety and putting them somewhere with people they don't know, dogs that are barking that they don't know, an environment that they don't understand, being taught things that are not going to help anything with yeah. the behavior. And it's and you know when we look at kids, it's like you may have a kid who has a tantrum and he's having tantrums every day. Yeah, you can punish the tantrums, they're not going to stop. Right. They're going to come out somewhere else instead of him maybe laying on the floor holding his breath or screaming and and you know uh, kicking the floor, he's going to start throwing lamps, right? Or he's going to start yeah. breaking glass or, or whatever the case may be. But if we get to the root cause of what's creating that anxiety and that energy from the kid, then we can deal with it. Yeah. Um, and, and it does take some time. And sometimes there are things like supplements or medication that we need to get involved with, but we don't want to jump to it. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really important that, that the owner's, the owners need to be that safety net for the dog. The owners do not need to be anything the dog fears or worries about. Yeah. And that's that's where we have to come in and help the owners as well. So I'm excited about you getting in and doing some behavior stuff because I'm busy. Yeah. And I need some help. Um, but yeah, so just so you guys know, that's kind of what's happening when we are dealing with behavior. So if we ask if you want to do a one-hour uh, Zoom consult it's basically giving us that hour to gather the information of what we would in the home. Um, and sometimes I have to speak the entire hour and a half session and we don't really get anything done with the dog, but we have to make some changes inside the dog in order to start teaching some new responses. Um, so yeah, it's just, just one of those things. So, uh, but I want to talk about also what we're doing this year for 2023 uh, we did have, um, we had some things kind of fall through and that's okay. Those are, those are changes that happen. Pivot and adjust. Um, that's right. We pivot and adjust. And so what we're um, going to be offering, so we're not offering any group classes right now. When we do, uh, we will probably be offering them um, an outside area. So it'll be a springtime kind of event. We don't have a place for indoor right now, but we are looking for a facility um, I'm so tempted to go put me like a GoFundMe page up <laughs> and be like, who wants to invest? Uh, so we, cause we found a couple of really good properties, but, uh, you know, things are expensive right now. Yeah. So we are looking for that. But in the meantime, we do have some amazing things. And I want to start out with our dogs around town, mm-hmm. which is where we are basically doing field trips with owners and their dogs as a group to teach the dogs and the owners how to handle certain things. So I want to first talk about our hiking adventure dog around town because you had the first one on Saturday. Tell everybody about that because you're our hiker. I'm not going to do this class. You're the hiker. You love to hike. So you're perfect to teach this. Yes. 
tell everybody about that class. Yeah. So first of all, we're not going to just going to start at a trail and just start hiking on the trail. Unless, I mean, unless your dog's ready for it, we will. But most most dogs aren't really ready for that. I know mine weren't when I first started. It was a lot of starting at the beginning of a trail and going back and forth. Um, so the first thing we're doing is just teaching some good skills to have off-leash on a trail, if you desire your dog to be off-leash, of course. Um, and we had the first one this weekend. We did it at the Warner Parks and just worked on getting some good responses, um, quote, off leash. Um, of course, we had them on leash, but we don't want to use the leash to physically control our dogs because that does nothing really. I don't want to have a leash when I'm hiking; it gets stuck around trees, yep. and I don't want to deal with that. Yep. Um, ideally, you know, what I say if you have a dog that, um, like for me, when I first started walking my dog off leash, I had a ten foot leash that I let drag. That way, if I needed to grab my dog or needed something, I could just get it. Um, but, of course, we're not going to do that until our dogs are ready. Correct. Um, but, no, I, I'm really, really excited to do it. Hiking is probably my favorite thing I like to do with my dogs. And I want to – I know a lot of our clients want to get their dogs hiking, but they don't know kind of where to start because, you know, we have um, lots and lots and lots of smells in the woods, lots of distractions, squirrels. So, you know, my biggest thing is teaching a really, really good come command, really good recall – um, teaching some good skills, meaning like I, I like to teach my dog that if you walk with me nicely and everything's going great, I will give you that explosion of fun, whether yeah. that's running and going to chase a ball, whether that's running to go smell something or just kind of having a little bit of free time on your own. I'm rewarding them for actually paying attention to me in this crazy environment. I mean, that's like taking you to a circus and expecting <laughs> you to, you know, talk to me the whole time. Um, and not let me have popcorn. Yeah. Or like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or candy corn or candy apple. Yeah. Or pretzel. You gotta make it worth it for you, right? Or beer. Uh, and when you're, you know, when your dogs are in the woods, there's so much going on right there. It's like being on the phone with your spouse while you're at a circus and trying to explain everything to them on the phone. It, it, it's not gonna happen. No. All right. So giving them that time and honestly yourself a time to kind of take a break is better. Honestly, our go sniff. Our, our free dog, basically allowing our dog to go sniff or run, is not just for the dogs. It's sometimes for us, too, to <laughs> take a break. take a break and not yeah. have to be so in tuned. Yeah. Because it's exhausting Yeah, to be in tune that whole time. So the purpose of this, you know, adventure course is, is, is just getting some good off-leash control. It doesn't have to necessarily be in the woods, but that's kind of what it's geared towards. Um, whether, you know, whether that's going to be distractions with other hikers, bikers, other dogs, squirrels, um, and having some good skills in place in case your dog does tend to run towards a squirrel or whatever the case is. Because um, a lot of the trails, and I know this is where people get in kind of a little trouble, is that they have this vision of point A to point B, right? That they're not successful unless they go from point A to point B. And that's not possible if your dog hasn't done it or doesn't have the right skills. So don't be frustrated. It's making sure that we're doing these little things because a lot of trails are very sp- narrow Mm -hmm. and the dog needs to be able to not yank you trip you because that's dangerous and the other is needing to be able to have the skills to get your dog off trail if needed to let someone pass yeah and and also the right equipment so majority of people that are hiking will have them on a leash but like grace said it's it's Getting, giving them the verbal commands as if there's no leash attached or if you are somewhere because there's so many sniff spots these days 
that you can go and, and go, go hiking off leash with your dog. But it's having the right equipment. So I know like Isabella and, and Britt use a waist, uh, a belt with a leash that has a bungee to it that goes up to 100 inches. So it allows Isabella to not be under her feet. Yeah. But it also keeps Britt's hands free so she can grab something if she needs to, if she's tripping, things like that. So, but again, you got to have those verbals in there. Mm-hmm. And so many people, I think, just try to, any, just like anything, they, they try to get their dog to do something without giving them any skills. Yeah. And you're right about the destination walk. We were so fixated on why, you know, there's, it's only a half mile. I can go around this loop. And then we end up, I know I have in the past, we end up letting our dogs get away with things because, damn, I just want to. I just want to go around. Yeah. I don't want to walk past this tree five different times. Exactly. But what I always tell people, it's like teaching a kid to swim. (laughs) Do we teach a kid to swim to to swim laps? No. No, We start by treading water, teaching them the skills they need. And then if they want to swim laps, go for it. Yep. Uh, I'm more of a treaded water kind of guy. Yeah. But but that's kind of with the dog. We, We got to first teach them what we're looking for and that the environment doesn't matter. I still expect the same skills depending on the environment. And then we focus on actually destinations. Yes. Once your dog is ready, they can do it. So so basically, you have two options, guys. You can either go out there and get really frustrated and try to do every hike with your dog and just get mad and angry and it's not fun for anybody mm-hmm. and do that for weeks and months and years. Or you can take the time, take a, a couple of months to teach your dog so that you can go anywhere and hike for the dog's next 10 years of life and be great. Take your time. No. Very important. So we're going to be offering those monthly, and they're usually Saturday mornings, and we'll have them on different areas of town. So if you're local, just look on our website, and we'll let you know. Um, It'll show kind of where we are. So we have a couple of different locations we're going to be using. The other dog around town we're doing, and I'm super excited about, we're doing tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's our first one. Well, I say tomorrow night because we're recording this on Tuesday, um, but you won't be listening to this before this starts. Uh, we're having our first social hour tomorrow, which is January the 25th. And we're doing it at a local brewery called Tailgate Brewery. And uh, Gray's going to be teaching this as well. And we've not done one of these before. But but the whole point is to teach our dogs to be able to go to patios, breweries, and owners be able to sit and have a drink or have food. So tell everybody kind of about that. Yeah, I get to, I get to drink while I teach. It's right? Nice. It's the best. That's what I'm doing right now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this. She kind of sprung on me that I'm teaching it, but yeah. I, I'll, I did. I'll right? Like before we got started recording, I'm like, oh, by the way, you're teaching this. And yeah. I'm going to record. So we want to put a little promo video. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, oh, well, I was going to mention it, but no point because this is not going to be out tomorrow, but I am going to go live on Instagram tomorrow, but it won't be out then. But y'all can go back to Instagram and watch it. Yeah. So we're we're gonna attempt to teach you and your dog how how to uh, how to I guess be in public with your dog and, and enjoy sitting on a patio, sitting on a bench, sitting on a table, um, and helping your dog not bolt towards people to get pet. Um, you know, the I think one of the hardest things is going to be dealing with the people. The owners on how to deal with people that want to approach their dogs. That's what, yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's it, that's gonna be a big one. Um, I mean, the first step is going to be getting into the into I the know. building. Um, There's a long walk to yeah. the barn that we're gonna. They have a, an outside barn, so it's gonna be a long walk to that. No, yeah. but I think I think the group that we have signed up can do it. Yeah, I think we can do it, and and <laughs> they're nervous. Just so you know, they're they're they've asked me, do you think my dog can do it? But yeah. I, 
just if you're listening, yes, you got it. You're going to do great. But I think that's one big fear people have is, and I don't even want to do it because I don't think my dog's ready for that. And that's why we're that's here. This is for though, this isn't right? yeah. This isn't to go and sit and have a beer with us. This is to help learn how to have that. Yeah. So don't think that these classes are oh well, my dog isn't capable of that. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing these classes. So. Don't worry if you don't think your dog is ready. If your dog is fairly decent on a leash, non-reactive, fear-based, and preferably not overly reactive to excitement, um, then yeah, we're ready for you. And then of course, if you get there, we'll work with you. And if we think this is not, you're not quite ready for that, we'll let you know. We'll offer some private lessons and then we can get back to it. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be, it's going to be fun. I think so too. Right. Just, just getting a chance to do things to help people reach the goals that they want to do with their dogs. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast that I did with Amanda about them being in Ireland. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That one, I think we, I think that we can get our dogs to be doing those things if we really start putting in that effort um, and saying, yes, you can do this. It's just going to take some work, but we're here to help you. Yeah. That's where we're coming. We're, we're not here to work with your dog a thousand different times and, do it over and over. Our job is to teach you how to do the work so that you can take this in Excel and go to any bar, any place you want to go with your dog. Absolutely, because um, the skills that Gray's going to teach, basically what he's saying is go and work these until our next one, yeah. right? Th- th- this is how you do it. This is how you take the step by step. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, I'm sure we'll eventually, like maybe the six-month mark, we'll have a big gathering. Yeah. To have everybody's dogs, you know, so the ones that kind of become a part of the group will uh, we'll just have a free gathering so you can come show off your dog. But I think it's I think that one's going to be a lot of fun because I know a lot of people really do want to sit on patios and cafes and take their dogs places that they can be a part. Yeah. And I, and I think because I know I, I'm kind of, I, 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 you know, I would be nervous to kind of take my dog and not have that support. And that's what we're the kind of there for is to be your support and just honestly just kind of steer things in the right direction kind of help you learn and help your dog learn absolutely yeah i think that's a really great way to put it we're we're there to support you um protect you from you know and you know help you to understand that it's don't have to worry about what other people are kind of you know giving you the looks and so forth uh so those are the the two dogs around town that are really exciting we are going to be offering this spring and another kind of adventure class on dog parks so that will be interesting and uh that one will definitely be a very small grouping and we'll probably offer it once a month as well if these things get popular we'll put more dates Um, but these classes that we offer we can only take so many it's very limited um as far as students so uh, you'll want to sign up as soon as you can if you're if you're local uh, let's see the other. What is it that we have also? Ooh, the nose work classes. I'm right, so sad. About that. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sad that I had wasn't able to start this yeah. because we don't have a building right now. I can't start the nose work classes because um, it's too cold outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just too cold. Scent does weird things in cold weather can make it more challenging for the dogs. But we will be starting nose work classes in the spring, and we'll be doing those at probably a local park, something like that. Okay. So I'll just keep your eyes and ears open for that. I can't wait to do them because I'm going to run my dog. Um, I'm teaching them. But <laughs> Myers is really good with his nose. So I'm really excited about that one. 
And um, we have our seminars, of course, coming up. We have our wellness seminar, which will already be done, one in, you know, done by the time y'all hear this, but I'm sure we'll be doing that again. We have our communication seminar, dog interaction seminar. I think we're looking at some workshops on leash walking yeah. and leash manners. Uh, we're going to have some other little cooperative care workshops that may just be a day long or a half a day long. So we really do have a lot of opportunities for you guys to get involved with Dog Speak, get involved with us, and just continue your education with dogs um, and your dog and doing things. Um, and the last thing I'll mention, which again, this is one I'm really excited about. We are launching our Dog Speak Geek membership, and we're going to launch that in February. And I'm excited about it because I want, I want people to be a part of Dog Speak. I think that I love Dog Speak. And of course, I love Dog Speak. I mean, I founded Dog Speak, but I love with the team. We want it to be a community. Yes, because the team we have is so amazing. And we all bring so many different things to the table. It's just so much fun. And we do. We want a community. When I had my facility, I had a community. And I want that. So right now what we're doing is offering memberships so that you can have free seminars if you're local. If you are not local and we have any seminars we do online or we have availability online, you get those for free. We have our, uh, we'll have a private Facebook page to where you can get on and talk to others and y'all can help each other. But also we'll be on it periodically answering questions. We're going to have monthly private Zooms for our membership so that we can ask, you can ask questions and answer. Um, and all of that is free. And then on top of that, you get discounts for private lessons, discounts for the dogs around town. And you get a really cool Dog Speak Geek Crack Pack whoop. treat bag. Whoop, whoop. Those are being made right now. Um, they'll have our logo on them. Um, actually, it'll have the Dog Speak Geek logo on it, but it'll have Crack Pack on it. Nice. So you'll get that for free as a member. And we have options three, six months, 12 months. Check out the website. We're going to be launching that. I'm excited about that one because um, it also gives you discounts on things like field trip, field trip training with one of our trainers. So like Alicia, you can sign up and, and get Alicia to come out and work with your dog without you. And, um, and she does most of the work. Mm -hmm. And so it's great. So we have a lot of opportunities. Uh, you have anything you want to add to let our dog speak geeks kind of, you know, know about anything that you got going on. You've got some good videos coming up. If I can get off my ass, I'll make some more. I'm, <laughs> he's, work, I'm working, he's working on, it. on it. And if you have any, please, if you have any suggestions of anything that you want to learn how to teach or want to learn more about, um, Please send recommendations. Uh, my next one's probably going to be a video on stay. I'm probably doing a video on uh, actually a hiking video. Yep. To kind of give you an idea of what we're looking for and what your dog can do. If Trust me. If my dogs can do it, I know your dog can do it. <laughs> trust me. Um, anyways, <laughs> I know I'm really, really excited. Um, yeah, your videos are amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're, you put a lot of work into them, and they're really good. And if you guys have not seen the videos, the place – look, I have a place command video on there, and then Gray has a place command video, and I need to remove my place command video because your place command video rocks. Like, it's so, like, professional, and it's so good. Um, so I do what I can. It really is good. But no, please, if you have suggestions, please, I'd love, I'd love to hear them. I want to know what – I want to know what the community wants to, wants to know, I wants like to that. learn. Yeah. Um, and I'm also running out of ideas, but yep. And because because the thing is, we're trying to get the U, the YouTube page really, 
getting it full of some new things because I know that we've had some uh, there's a lot of old videos on there and and we change and we get better and we improve our skills and the way we taught leash walking 10 years ago is not the way we're teaching leash walking now so um, just make sure that you stay in tune with us and keep up with us on social media and if you're not please can you subscribe to our YouTube channel Yes. If we get enough followers, I will start making daily videos on YouTube. Really, really short videos just on everyday things. Oh, that would be that, awesome. That's my ultimate goal. And what is it? We there. have to have a thousand subscribers yeah. about. So subscribe now. Subscribe now. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button. And if you've not smashed that button. That's right. And if you've not <laughs> smashed the button for subscribing on the podcast, make sure you do that. Um, and make sure you sign up for our newsletter or follow us on Instagram. And you can go like our Facebook page. We don't use the Facebook page a whole lot anymore. Um, but you know, we have, we have quite a few followers on there, but, uh, we want to see you guys on Instagram, YouTube and newsletter and, and interact with us. Cause when we want to, when we do our live videos, we want to hear questions from you guys. We do yeah. this so that we can hear from you. We want to be in touch with you. We want to interact with you. So be sure that you are reaching out and, and, you know, letting us know you're there. Uh, cause we really appreciate you and Gray, I appreciate you. And uh, I love the videos you're putting out, and I love that you're learning your behavior stuff. And I'm glad that you took the time to come over and record this with me. Of course. Um, and uh, we're I mean, this have... is honestly a little learning session for me too. There, I, yeah, there's a lot of things I had no idea. And saying so, that that's yeah. what we want to keep learning because mm-hmm. I still learn, um, and I'm still with continuing education. And then as you guys are going to see, we've been we're videoing this as well. Um, and so we're going to put that up on our YouTube page so that you guys can see us doing the podcast here in the, I don't know if I'd call this a podcast lab. Um, it's really half my office, half Brit's office, but she's out of town. So right now it's the pod lab. It's the dog speak <laughs> pod lab. How's that? Um, if you can right. think of a better name, let us know. Yeah, right. Let us know. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, all right. Got anything else? Want to say anything to, to our great listeners? How much you love them and appreciate them. I love them. y'all. I don't have any good words words of wisdom. <laughs> doesn't this doesn't come as naturally f- for me as Nikki. <laughs> yeah, and um, my doing videos are not is not as natural as it is to Gray. So we make a good team. <laughs> yeah. I guess we each got our thing. <laughs> we have our thing. Well, the one thing we have in common is we love you guys. We appreciate you, and we want to we want to be a part of your life and a part of your dog's life. So be sure that you are subscribing to everything and and rate the podcast so other people can follow us and find us, um, and so they can learn as well. All right, we love you guys. Hope you have a great week. Bye.